AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show we're talking about animal romance. From slimy love unicorns to sexy eight-legged twerking, we're looking at all the beautiful and bizarre mating habits of all sorts of creatures. Gastropods, arthropods, birds, and mammals. Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question, well, should you feed your mouse to give him a bigger pair of the old family jewels? Joining me today to discuss all things romance are the hosts of the podcast True Romance, Devin Leary and Carolina Barlow. Hello. Hello. How are you? Thank you for having us. It's good to see you guys. I know your podcast very intimately. Yes. Because yes. I edit it. <laughs> so yeah. it's nice to talk to you guys because sometimes you'll sit, like say hi, Katie, in the, in the edit, and I cut it all out. And I'm like, hi, guys, but you, you can't hear me. So, yeah. you know. You're the know. only one who knows the true us with all our <laughs> likes and literallys. And this is true. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have to say, Katie, we're so sorry. We're you have to cut this out. Please, you understand. Sorry for rambling. Thank you so much in the middle of our recordings. Sometimes we go off about Ryan Adams and we have to cut the entire thing. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's a whole episode that we have to cut about Ryan Adams. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. 
And that's the real victory is that I get to enjoy it. But yeah, today we're going to talk about animal romance. On your show, you guys like to talk about more, I would say, more human-focused romance, your own romantic life and stories. It's almost 99% human romance. Yes. So yes. this is not a topic we've delved into before, which is exciting. Right. We're, I'm just expanding your horizons to mm -hmm. non-human romance. Yes. I thought the sexiest thing to talk about at first would be snails. Notably hot, yes. Right. Famously hot. Famously mm -hmm. hot. It's something about the eye stalks, I think. Oh, I always forget those are eyeballs. I remember the first time I saw a snail killed with salt and it haunted me for the rest of the day. No, that's a slug. Isn't it? I think they can both. Okay. Well, they can both get hurt by salt. <laughs> so I think. this is already drama. <laughs> okay, so we're already in a fight, and it's ruining our relationship. Okay. She said it was a slug, but I remember it well. <laughs> Slugs and snails are closely related. They're both gastropods. It's just snails. They got that shell. Yeah, they got, they got that, that empty little shell. Met Gala shell. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because a lot of people hate slugs but don't mind snails, and it really is all about that shell. Yeah, all about that shell is Megan Trainer's next song. <laughs> <laughs> so land snails are hermaphroditic, meaning that they have both male and female gonads that they can use interchangeably. So it is very interesting when they're courting each other. They will circle around one another, touching their tentacles or eye stalks together and very, very romantic, very sensual. For many species of land snail, at this point, one of the snails will pop a horn out of their head like some kind of sexy unicorn, and this is called a love dart. Aw, that's sweet. I like unicorns. I like unicorns. I think that's very generous to the snail that you reference a unicorn in relation to them. I mean, it's in every way, it's like a unicorn, except the body, the size, the having of legs and hooves, mm -hmm. uh, the fur. The, the mythical of, aspect. The mythical, mm -hmm. the ability to ride, the lack of sliminess. I mean, other than that, it's perfectly right. like a unicorn. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. So that love dart really does look like a unicorn horn coming right out of its head. And it's actually typically made out of the same material as its shell, which is uh, calcium carbonate. So it's this sort of tough porcelain-like material. And it will thrust that love dart into its mate's body, which sounds horrifying, but no, it's all done for sounds love. Sounds like my Wednesday night, to be honest. Nice. We've all done it. <laughs> We've all had love darts in us at yes. some point, right? And an lucky. expensive shell. Yeah, <laughs> if you're lucky. Not in this political climate. <laughs> Back in the golden age of love darts, you could just... Yeah. You could just dart whenever you wanted to dart. 2014. <laughs> Before the core, we were Before all thrusting love darts in each other, and it was beautiful, and it's one of the biggest things I miss about uh, life before the <laughs> Absolutely. core. Absolutely. So the love dart is actually covered in a mucus substance. I know you guys thought it couldn't get better, but of mm -hmm. course it gets better. It's covered in mucus. Hotter, hotter. Hotter, yes. hotter and hotter. That causes the receiver of the love dart to be more receptive to sperm, 
preventing the sperm from being digested inside the recipient's body. So it's basically like circle, circle, dot, dot. Now you've got a love shot and you won't digest my sperm. So hopefully the sperm will fertilize your eggs. The second part doesn't rhyme. But yes, it's like <laughs> But if we're going to do circle, circle, if dot, we're, dot. If we're talking science, we got to say circle, dot, dot in a rhyme. Yeah. That's like milk, milk, lemonade around the corner fudges made. That works. Scientifically, that works. Yeah. That's actually what my doctor says. That is taught in uh, Harvard evolutionary biology courses. That is what's taught. Lest you think that it's terribly unfair for one snail that is getting stabbed with this love dart, it's a mutual exchange of love darts. This is an equitable snail society. Have you seen what that snail was wearing? Carol, you can't say I'm stuff. I'm sorry, I'm getting political. Carol. My edgy snail humor. The snail is not on trial here. <laughs> I would love to see this a is snail classic. trial. It would be so I would long. I would love to see snail Amanda Knox. Snail Amanda Knox. The uh jury has been deliberating for over two days and uh Some of the jury hasn't even gone back into its chambers yet. One of them's still <laughs> lagging behind. What if their chambers are just their shells? They're like, We're waiting for Steve. And they're like, Steve, we need your vote. And he's like, You guys, one second. <laughs> Listen, I actually completely forgot that snails are slow until Carolina just said that. Now I feel like I've missed out on so much so, material that so I could have been joking. joking about. You've just been thinking about these snails zipping around. I've been writing all morning. <laughs> Carolina's been like doing slow snail material for the I'm past. I'm like, ah, I got to push it. They wish they could hustle, but they can't. Because they're slow, okay? It's like A Bug's Life is one movie, but if I'm going to make an eight-mile version, that's called A Snail's Hustle. It's very A Star is Born. It's very... Um, hustle and Flow. Hustle like and Flow. I like <laughs> this a lot. Hustle and Slow. It's good. Oh, Hustle and, hustle slow. and slow. Okay. The next very Pixar good. animated movie about... A sexy hermaphroditic snail going up and going up in the world. I yes. will watch that one hundred percent. So back to the snails stabbing each other lustfully. The snails will exchange their love darts, stabbing each other, uh, and then once they're done stabbing each other, they will push their gonads against each other. They both have penises, and they will push their penises into one another exchanging sperm and this can last up to six hours depending <gasps> on the species so wow hey good for her must be nice good sorry I, carolina good for him and her you're right at you're the right. same time both good for all of them i yes. haven't heard the term gonads since i think eighth grade mm. <laughs> well, get used to it i know <laughs> i'm gonna bring it back <laughs> we're bringing it back Stop trying to make gonads happen. <laughs> so I do want to say that male black widows twerk to avoid being eaten. And amazing. I, yeah. So as you may know, there's a large size difference between male black widows who are tiny and females who are gigantic compared yes. to them. Ugh, story of my love life. <laughs> story of me trying to put on my ex-boyfriend's jeans. Sorry, continue. <laughs> 
Carolina's just got this like little little guy just kind of trying to crawl up her shoulder. Oh my god! <laughs> I once hooked up with a guy who was like a lot shorter than me, and it was like I was like a jungle gym, and he was like a child. <laughs> wow! Did and he? It was awful. Did he twerk <laughs> to make sure you didn't mistake him for a prey item? Yes, exactly. He. Oh, we were both spiders at the time. Right, right. I mean, it's like he's got to he's got to let you know. No, I'm not a snack. I mean, I am yeah. a snack, but just not in that way. You know, yeah. don't eat me. Snack, another term that we used to love. It was good. Carolina is really calling me out for like using snack and gonad, and I feel no, I love feeling it's attacked. A, it's a memory lane. I, I just, I mean, I haven't been out in public in a year, so yeah. it's just exciting to talk to two humans, right? About gonads, like we Carolina used to. Gonads, has snacks. has. Uh, just found out about Urban Dictionary yesterday, so she's having trouble. I have been having she, a she's, blast. She's been looking at the etymology of of uh, all slang terms, and it's like, a bit tough to have a conversation. Is now. she using work like twerk, yeet? Twerk. Every other word, yes. just yeet. yeah. Yoat. Did you know yoat is like the past participle of yeet? I actually no. did not know that mm. in the. You sound like Amish Amish slang. Yeah. <laughs> Thou hast yote my sheep. Exactly. exactly. Now you owe me your daughter's hand in marriage. <laughs> you see, that's what I miss. I feel like that is like the romantic life I need. See, right. The bartering system. Actually, a mm-hmm. funny story, which checks out with what Carolina just said, is that one time, <laughs> one time we tried to record a intro to our podcast, True Romance. So I said, how are you doing, Carolina? And she goes... Do you ever just wish that you could live a simpler life? Like, <laughs> I am like moving and I, I just wish I just had a few items that I could be happy with instead of all this stuff that means nothing. And I was like, um, let's do another take, I guess. <laughs> I, I literally said, I actually like don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Carolina's just trying to go off the grid. Do you ever just think it all means nothing? Do you ever just want to? Like get just a hatchet and yeah. some flint yeah. and go out. Yep. And just go Girl out and beer. see what happens. Live yep. in the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what's not it's so appealing. Want? It's glamorous. You can't, you can't deny the glamping appeal. But to bring it back to spider twerking, because honestly, I think that people come, come on, here, yeah. They've come here for the spider twerking to see its luscious little little booty go at it the Mm -hmm. thing is that males are so small that female black widows could easily mistake them as prey as they crawl over their web so the females sense vibrations in their web and that's how they can tell that they've caught something but the male stands the risk of walking over the web the female's like "Ooh, vibrations that means a snack i eat it immediately no sex happens it's sad. It's a tragedy. So the male twerks <laughs> rhythmically to create a very specific vibration that oh. the female black widow recognizes as a male. So instead of like, oh, this is food, it's like, oh, no, oh, this is a sex. Boy. A boy. Ooh, a boy. Um, only maybe food. Uh, so it's it, and then that way the male can communicate to the female that, hey, I- I'm I'm here for sex, not not necessarily to be food for you and she will respond with some twerking of her own i just love that it's sort of this like you know this this dancer that that's like hey don't eat me i wanna boink you 
It's it's yeah. I mean, it reminds me a lot of my two instincts in life, which is to fall in love, but also to have a meal. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes those are at odds with each other. Sometimes you are hungry. Sometimes I'm on a date and I know I shouldn't eat too much if we're going to hook up after, but a girl's got to eat. And both senses, you know? Yeah. And and both meanings of the term. I feel like you'd love to be a spider. And I'm not, I don't mean this as an insult at all. I just think. That is so rude. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that you'd like the spider lifestyle. Black widows. Black widows and other spiders do sometimes engage in sexual cannibalism. It's not true that they. It's not true they always do it. Like, North American black widows often allow their mate to leave alive. But sometimes, you know, you're just hungry. And he's right there. And he's small. He's the size. uh, He easily fits in your mouth. And, you know, I mean. We are saying so much right now. And I think I am going to speak about my godmother, Samantha, from the show Sex in the City, who said, I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Right. And uh, I... I think cannibalism is fine. <laughs> I, I'm i willing to go out there. That's my take. That's my one issue. I have three one takes issue and then I have a question. Go for it. I'm ready. Number one, I am terribly afraid of all bugs and phobic of all bugs except for spiders. I can't explain why, but if I see a spider, I don't get distressed at all. If I see like a beetle... I am so disgusted that I actually gag. Like, I have had gag reflex at the sight of a bug. I don't know why. And I have, at times, seen a bug in a room, close the door, and just don't go in that room for a long time. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's how I that. react to any problem in my <laughs> I, life. <laughs> I just shut it out. One time I called my mom because I had closed a beetle in a room, and I was like, what do I do? And she was like, I don't know. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll just go to bed and leave it there. Um, yeah, that's how I do deal with like emails I don't want to respond to. I just shut my computer uh, and, and then leave just the house. Turn away. off the lights. Yeah, turn leave. off the lights. Yeah. It disappears. It will die here. Yeah. Right. Second of all, I feel for this male spider because I imagine his life is much like my boyfriend's life, which is that I have created such an intricate web of emotional. <laughs> turmoil that if he steps in the wrong way on any territory whether it's talking about it doesn't matter what it is that he's always one vibration away from (laughs) triggering my insanely sensitive emotional state and me being like wait you don't think i'm a hard worker you don't think i'm independent like you don't think i'm doing a good job but like i'm trying and like i know that like i you know it's like i'm doing the best i can i know you're better than me and it's like whatever so that's his experience and so i sympathize with this spider that has a similar experience They have to walk on eggshells. Yeah, literally. I mean, not literally, I guess, actually, but figuratively. Yes. I mean, it's it is that is very similar. Spider. This is the kind of this is the story for a lot of spider species. Often the female is big and hungry and the male is tiny and and very probably tastes very good. And mm-hmm. so the males are always delicately stepping on their web like, hey, 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 I'm, I'm here 
you know, for sex, not to get eaten. And she's always like one bad vibration away from like biting his head off, which, you know. I feel bad for spiders because they have a bad rap. And I even every time I see one, I think that I think, oh, my God, if anyone else were here, they would kill you. But I feel for you. And I know that you're partly here to help me maintain my house. And so I want to let you live. So I always try to take them outside. I really am like a good person. And oh, okay. That is another example of how like right. I'm different from other people. I'm a peacemaker. You're a hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a I free spirit. So. Yeah. She's I'm a free, a free spirit. spirit. When you really think about it, you are a hero. Yeah, no, I love spiders. I don't even have to think about it for that long. No, no, no. It's just, it's your instinct is to nurture spiders, which. Thank you. you I guess I have like a Jesus complex. Yeah. You're spider Jesus. Is is the Black Widow actually really poisonous? It is. Yeah, you don't want to get bitten by a Black Widow. It probably won't kill you. I think there's this perception that um well it's not it's not poisonous i this is annoying i hate to be a pendant here no i love no, it no please but it's actually venomous because venom is like injected into you like a bite is venomous poison is something you eat and get sick mm-hmm. so um and then toxic just refers to both and um, carolina's oh i know toxic <laughs> Carolina's personality style. I can talk on toxic. (laughs) But a black widow's bite is venomous and it uh, doesn't generally kill people. I mean, in very rare cases it can. And it's for like children, it's more dangerous. But mostly it it results in just a big welt or potentially like, you know, some light necrosis. No, I don't know. Like you should go to the doctor. if Light necrosis. You should go to the doctor. I'm saying it's bad and you should go to the doctor, but they do kind of get a bad rap. They're also very shy. They don't like to bite people. So often it's like you accidentally corner one, like it's in your shoe or glove. Again, don't worry about this happening too much. But if it does happen, do go to the doctor. Anyways, yeah, I, I think that's pretty awesome that like, I love. I just love twerking spiders, uh, and my favorite spiders actually uh, are jumping spiders, which are a whole family of spiders that are both adorable. They're really beautiful spiders, and they all, almost all of them, have some kind of elaborate dance. Uh, this time, I'm going to talk about the Cosmophasis umbratica, which is a tropical jumping spider that likes to wave around naturally occurring glow sticks and Ooh. dance like it's in a rave. rave. So, and then it was bummed to hear Coachella was canceled. Yeah, this yeah. is like this is like Spider Coachella, Spider Burning Man all combined. So it's a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, probably, unfortunately. I mean, it, it is very flashy. They are a little itty-bitty spider found in the tropics of Southeast Asia. Ooh, Males itsy-bitsy. have... It, itsy bits, yes. Uh, it's an and itsy bitsy spider. Let's let's call it itsy bitsy. Let's say that sure. it is uh, the size is about itsy bitsy. <laughs> the reason I say itty bitty <laughs> and not a specific size is I couldn't find a specific size. I'm gonna say it's smaller than a fingernail, though. So the males have colorful, bright peacock blue and iridescent green stripes. Females are a pretty but kind of less flashy green color. Males. Males are the ones that like to show off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as yeah. Uh, we all know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Men, you're on notice. You hear that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, we called you out, man. We'd Goku69 comments on the podcast. I liked the <laughs> podcast a lot better before it became radically feminist. Oh, God. That's what they always say about us. <laughs> Classic, classic. But yeah, these male jumping spiders, uh, in addition to being very pretty, like little peacocks, also have another trick up their sleeve, which is that they can reflect UV light, making them glow to other spiders who can see UV light. So we can't necessarily see it unless we reflect uh, UV light off of them, but the other spiders see them and it looks like they're glowing. And they have these little things called pedipalps, which are those little arms, you know, in front of their mouths that they can move. Like, I think they're cute. Uh, They're just little, I'm actually doing it right now. I know the users can't see, but uh, it's for Carolina. But it's adorable. It's very cute. I look like a little spider. I'm moving just my little fingers in front of my mouth. And that's, that's what it looks like. But those little pedipalps actually glow UV light. So they can like do a little rave like. Right, right. And like move them around rhythmically. And that attracts the females. So yeah, it's and they also are drummers. They like to drum. Sounding familiar, ladies who were. Sounds like my high school boyfriend. Sounds like every boy named Logan. Uh, yeah, I actually play the drums. So Darren. Like, I was pretty close to joining a band, but then um, yeah, I just kind of like got distracted <laughs> by my dad's dream that he's making me live for him. So you know, C. Umbretica does not have a non-scientific name yet. It doesn't have like a nickname, and I would like it to be Logan. I would now. appreciate that. Yeah. Even though every species has its own mating ritual, when it comes to sex itself, it's all pretty much the same, right? The male inserts his mating apparatus into the female's mating apparatus and deposits his sperm. Well, listeners of the show know it's not nearly this simple. There are many different ways sex can occur, including the way Neotrogla bark lice do it. Neotrogla are little flea-sized insects that live in Brazil and feed on bat poop in caves. They're already living a pretty great life, but wait until you hear about their sex lives. Neotrogla females have something called a gynosome, a long penis-like organ that they use in mating. They insert their gynosome into the male's reproductive cavity and, well, suck up his seminal fluid and sperm like it's a straw. Gives a whole new meaning to that milkshake song. When we return, we're talking about some very amorous avians. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. 
It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. There's just no end to what a bird will do to find a mate. Birds of Paradise are perhaps the most showy examples. There are at least 42 species of Birds of Paradise, each more flamboyant and festive than the next. To cover them all, I'd need a hundred hours of podcasts, so we'll just visit a few with some of the most enticing antics. So, I do want to talk about birds now. I do love birds. Uh, they are sexy. They are hot. They are. They have swagger, and they know how to seduce, I think. They are one of the better lovers of the animal kingdom. And one of the most incredible birds in terms of just showmanship are birds of paradise. So I want to talk about just a few of those. So first is the 12 wired birds of paradise that are found throughout forests in Indonesia, New Guinea, and Salawati Island. And they're about the size of a kitten. <laughs> I'm Aww. like, I'm trying to, like a small kitten. I'm trying to size things relatively, again, because I couldn't, I couldn't like find an exact measurement of it. And I also feel like it's more visceral. Like now you're holding this bird like a little kitty, like a little kitty. Yeah. <laughs> like a little kitty. <laughs> like a little kitty. kitty cat against your bosom, just cuddling it. So cute. Females have black heads, red eyes, and rusty reddish brown bodies. They're just kind of normal looking birds. But yeah. males, I mean, this is the case with a lot of bird species. Not all, but many. The females just kind of look like, eh, pfft, whatever. They didn't try very hard. But the males <laughs> are, they have been up since like 6 a.m. getting their outfit together. So males are black with red eyes and bright highlighter yellow feathers along his flanks Ooh. and long black wire-like feathers that stick out from his butt and i'm assuming there's like 12 of these wire feathers because it's named the 12 wired bird of paradise so you know i think it looks a little cyber goth kind of half dress as goth but then you also have like neon highlights and I mean, cyber goth feels like a late 90s, early aughts look, right? Was it? I can't be that old. I know people were doing it when I was in high school. Yeah. I, I mean. That was like 2000s, right? Yeah. Oh, 2000s. yeah, you're right. Early aughts. I'm flexible. God damn, you made me feel like early aughts. It makes me feel like I'm a settler. <laughs> on the old west from the I mean, early we're all aughts. settlers in, in one way or another in one settling. way or another it's true 
But we yes, have to. for sure. But males really try to impress the females and they do it by shoving their butts and their faces in what is mm-hmm. called a wire wipe display, which sounds very sensual, very sexy. Mm-hmm. They bend over to show off their yellow highlights to the female and then they Aww. swish their wire filaments in the female's face, like tickling her face with their weird, like, butt eyelashes. Now that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is how guys take note. Again, this is how you talk to women. You push their butts in their faces and you tickle our noses with your... Yeah, just be clear. Yeah. And if the female is interested, she is super into it. She will, like put her head into those butt wires like she loves it it's like a nice i don't know she's enjoying the face tickling it's a fetish guys and we can't kink shame here especially bird i would fetishes. never i would never if anything i'm going to welcome it into my right. um life i think this is cool because i hate when people play games right and yes. i just feel like they're not playing games they're texting back right away. They're butt yes. wiring right away. They're enjoying the face tickle right away. There's no maybe. There's yeah. no one word response. There's no, you know, whatever it is, restraining order. All this stuff that guys <laughs> do to like t- confuse to me. me. And I'm just like, can you just be right. clear? Yeah, birds of paradise. Uh, they do. It is very direct. It's hey, would you like this? Would you like, look at my iridescent butt. Do you like it? And the female is either yes or no. And then if the female's yes, he's like, great, let's let's mate like right here and right now. And she's like, great, I love it. And there's another bird of paradise that has uh, really sort of the gentleman's version of the butt wires. This is the <laughs> Wilson's bird of paradise. It's found in Indonesia, also about the size of a small kitten. So cute. It's got a bright red cape, bright blue head, green mouth, iridescent green belly, blue feet, and violet tail feathers that curl into the shape of a cartoonish, snidely whiplash curly mustache. It's like their butt's got a little curly handlebar mustache, and it's... And who doesn't love a mustache? Yeah. The butt is like a hipster, and then the the back is more of an artist look. Right. Mm, yeah. Like a vampire cosplayer, too. Yeah. Like a carpenter, like a handsome carpenter. <laughs> it is really beautiful. Which, you know, who was that was Jesus was a handsome that carpenter. He was handsome and a carpenter. So like Jesus, they clear away a stage on the forest floor. That's I guess that's not like Jesus, but who's to say? We don't know everything about Jesus. We only have one book about him. <laughs> we only have one book about him. There's no documentary. Right. I'm going to say Jesus hates leaves and like to clear away the forest floor in order to show off their mating dance. Mm. In fact, like these birds of paradise that clear off the forest floor in order to show off their mating dance, they are so anal about it that like if you th- throw leaves Interesting back word. on it. Interesting word, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not implying anything other than that they are very persnickety. Right. I, they do have a mustache on their butt, but that doesn't mean anything necessarily. But David Attenborough was trying to get a video of one of these birds of paradise. And in order to get the bird to come out of hiding, he threw some leaves in its staging ground. And the bird, like, in exasperation was like, oh, my God, and came out and, like, cleared away the leaves. It was like, oh. <laughs> He was like, now I have to do forest management. Yeah. This is Just like a- the president suggested. Exactly. Oh, God. So now we know Addenborough was a total phony and everything was... Mm-hmm. Okay. 
catfish. Okay. This is it like when a- I found out The Hills was scripted. <laughs> that was a rough day for all of us. David Attenborough, famous jerk to birds. Yes. So, yeah, but then once they get out there, this Wilson's Bird of uh, Paradise will dance like a robot. They'll show off their great green mouth. Great, Jesus, bright green mouths, which I are, was going to assume that that was some like uh, biology scientific term. term. Yeah, I was like, sure, great brain mouth. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is. It's uh, it's actually very smart that I say that very, very distinguished words. Distinguished. Yes. There's another bird of paradise called the six plumed bird of paradise, which is found in New Guinea. And he at first just doesn't seem that impressive. He's just sort of a jet black, like a crow or a raven. He's got some fancy filaments on his head, like some fancy head dongles, which are kind of cool, I guess. And he's got these piercing blue eyes. So it's like, he's kind of neat, but he's like not that flashy. It's like, okay, you're a bird of paradise. You, You don't really look like it. But once he clears away his dance platform, he um, will call to summon females. And then he pops out a cape of feathers that runs all the way around his neck and turns himself into an umbrella. Like, it's literally normal-looking bird and then umbrella. And he starts walking around, dancing, and then reveals this, like, brightly colored yellow, neon yellow and green iridescent feathers on his throat that are so shiny and iridescent, they kind of look like sequins. And Mm -hmm. he's flapping those. There's something so... I think charming about how hard they try. I feel like if a guy full on turned into an umbrella just for me, he's at romantic. Least, he's at least worth a callback. It very much sounds like a cool, nuanced Lady Gaga VMAs performance, right. which I'm obviously all for. Mm-hmm. So I love big romantic gestures. I never get them, and I'm I'm really looking for that for my next partner. I love um, umbrellas. I love a guy holding an umbrella for me. Another romantic gesture. Obama does it for Michelle and his daughters. And, and, you know, that's a very... um, And, like, if he's... If he is the umbrella, that's even more romantic. Because he's like, I will shield you from the rain. But I'm the umbrella, so I'm getting wet. But I don't care. It's like when a guy... I think in old movies, like, a guy would throw his coat down over a puddle so a woman could walk across it. And, obviously, that's very unnecessary but still waste uh, of a good chivalrous yeah it actually seems because she could she could step over the puddle that's the thing that gets me like she could probably like if it's only takes a coat you know to traverse the puddle like she could step over it or just find a place where there's not a puddle yeah but it's just the like the rush to like hey i'm gonna just like oh let's walk near this puddle so i can Mm -hmm. just start throwing my clothing into it getting all muddy and i hate it that sounds crazy but i love it that sounds romantic (laughs) the next time i come across a puddle i'm just gonna stare at my boyfriend until he does something right yeah exactly and if it's not disrobing and throwing all of his belongings into the puddle then, right. then it should be him laying down into that puddle and letting you walk across on top back. of him. Correct. Right. Personally, like I'm not going to judge your relationship, but that's what I would want. Right. I demand nothing less than he lay down on the puddle and let me walk across his face. Exactly. <laughs> One way that birds show affection is by kissing. 
Most parrot species like a little bit of mouth-to-mouth -mouth love resuscitation, if you know what I mean. And what better way to cap off a kiss than with some good old-fashioned regurgitation? That's right, parrots love to show their love by regurgitating food into each other's mouths. Sharing is caring, and a good amount of regurgitated food informs the female that the male could provide for her and her chicks. Aww, nothing hotter than a dad bod and some dad vom. When we return, we're going to talk a little bit about rodent sperm, everyone's favorite topic. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Rodent sperm. It's serious business. Sperm is one of the most diverse types of cells in nature, and studying different types of sperm can tell us a lot about biodiversity. Sperm isn't always as simple as a little balloon attached to a tail, and there are surprisingly innovative or weirdly defunct sperm floating out there, especially with as diverse a group of animals as rodents. So guys, I wanted to do like a brief interlude about rodent sperm. Are you on board? Obviously, Devin and I were just talking about that before cool. this podcast. Okay, I hope it's not like too boring then, because like if you guys have already talked about, <laughs> we've already it. gone over like rodent sperm, but it's actually so fine. Okay, it's like okay, there's good. nothing really related to rodent sperm that we don't know about, but yeah. still, I'm I'm really sorry. I kind I wanted to keep it fresh, but I, I should have known better. Then than you to... should have found a more niche topic, right? Like <laughs> this than the well trodden path of rodent sperm. Yeah, it's all over the news. Well, naked mole rats have mutant sperm, 
Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. One of my favorite science writers, Ed Young, uh, who writes for National Geographic. He, I, I just love that he's like unapologetically like, here's here's just the weirdest like mutant naked mole rat sperm that you'll ever, it's disgusting. I love it. <laughs> you know, you guys kind of know what naked mole rat is. They're the little like impossible yeah. sort of penile looking... <laughs> Kim Possible, yes. Penile looking. Penile looking underground rodents. They live in colonies. They have a queen and they sort of like live in a colony structure like ants or bees. Right. Um, And they don't feel pain in their skin, which their skin sort of looks like a foreskin. No, not sort of. Exactly looks like a foreskin. Very much. Um, And they have, in addition to all their other fine qualities, they have weird mutant garbage sperm. That's all misshapen. You know, like, remember uh, the Simpsons? I love since Simpsons callbacks. They're always so funny. Do oh, you remember- I thought you were going to say The Sims, and I was like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you have an hour? Because that's how long I have I to talk about I love killing Sims. It's so naughty, but I love it. You mean putting walls around them and then setting a fire? Yeah, making them <laughs> pee themselves. It's so naughty and bad. I love it. But yeah, no, I love The Simpsons. It was, I think, a funny show. But oh, this- I, I, yes, I, I think that I think so too. Okay, okay. You Other guys Simpsons are fans? crazy with these statements. I would be careful. Like okay. you guys are making some bold statements. Okay, but there's this <laughs> scene where it like shows Homer's sperm and how like messed up they are from the nuclear plant, and they're all just yes. bonking into each other and like have like two uh, like three heads and stuff. That's naked yes. mole rat sperm. They have like. Some of the sperm like has like two heads. Some of the sperm has like weird cone shaped heads and like yeah. um, the tail. You know how like the sperm, it's like the head and then the tail and the head contains the DNA and the tail propels it forward. And the tails are like really skinny and they don't have this extra sheath that most mammalian sperm has. So like it's very weak and so it like barely moves forward. In fact, only one to 15% of their sperm can actually swim. It's the slowest of any mammal sperm. It's, I'm calling it out. I'm calling out naked mole rat sperm as being the worst. I'm sorry. I have to say this about naked mole rats and that's, I'm an animal lover. I think about animals all the time. I like looking at pictures of animals. I really do just like, get so much peace from them and i feel I like there's a butt coming there is but when i first saw a picture of a naked mole rat my initial thought was biology has failed them no <laughs> no 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 and then when you described it as penal i imagined well what if that's penis what penises look like and again the major thought i had was no 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 <laughs> wait so, penises don't have little teeth um i mean I've definitely seen one. So, no. (laughs) I'm going to have some tough conversations. Anyways, they're a weird mutant looking animal and their sperm is weird and mutated, but it ends up all being fine because... In their colonies, the queens are the only ones who mate. and the So there's the queen and the consort, and they're the only breeding pair in the whole colony. So there's no competition. Right. And it's just this mostly well, monogamous. Well, not in that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you seen her? She's stunning and huge and engorged with babies. Ah. <laughs> that is an incentive for birth Listen, control. I think that this is 
another flaw of the Disney Channel. Add it yeah. to the list under Nazi founder, okay? <laughs> they made Rufus the naked mole rat on Kim Possible seem so cute, like a cute little pink guy. Right. And then you Google it and you see that's not at all what they look it's like. like. It's like Instagram and then a screenshot from a video. Right. It's just not realistic. Yeah. Their sperm doesn't need to compete because there's just no other males that they have to compete with. And then when you compare that to mice, like the deer mice are very promiscuous, cute little mice, which I, I like. Most of the time, sperm is like every sperm for itself. But like in this case, there's way too much competition with other mice here like there's so much sperm going on too much on. drama too much drama we got to team up we got to form you know a rowing team and i feel like again another movie idea like a rowing team of sperm that is like they're kind of the underdog i there's already one in development oh damn god damn yeah. it. every time sorry every time i know every I know. time i'm like the the it story of every day the story of the little like hookworm that tries to and it's like no nope, yeah. already ended in, de- in it development was a bidding war yeah, a large uh, bidding war. Amazon got it. God damn it. And guess how much for? $30 million. <laughs> oh, is this going to be in the new Lord of the Rings? Because they yeah. did say they're adding sex to it, which yeah. I'm excited for. It's going to be uh, a spinoff or a shoot off. <laughs> I can't wait to see what they do about like tree in those big walking trees. And they just like, I guess are going to bone. I mean, there is such a thing as too much sex in fantasy worlds. And I think we all have to look to Game of Thrones to see mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. I only saw Lord of the Rings when my brother tricked me and said we were going to see Harry Potter. And instead <laughs> we saw Lord of the Rings. And so I don't remember anything because I was crying and complaining the whole time. Nice. So great. I went to Lord of the Rings intentionally because, you know, that's you can imagine what I was like in middle school, I'm sure. And I I had like a belt that had like beads and like shiny sequins on. And in my little dumb middle schooler head, I was like, I'm going to wear this belt. And one of the creators of Lord of the Rings is going to be in the audience yep. looking yep. for someone yep. who has the fashion sense to be in the next Lord of the Rings. 100%. And they're going to look at this belt. And they're going to be like, wow, that's a very elvish looking belt. I'm going to cast this stupid little girl. <laughs> in the next Lord of the Rings as an elf. You know what's wrong with Hollywood is that they don't do stuff like that when they have it in their power. Nobody noticed my cool belt. Peter Jackson, you have this in your power. You can make dreams come true, and yet... You choose not to. Yeah, all I can say is big, big loss on their part, but whatever. It's too bad. Uh, Last fact of the day before we we go is that mice that eat yogurt have bigger balls. Like their balls get bigger. What kind of yogurt? Probiotic yogurt. Siggy's Siggy's or Chobani? (laughs) I think it's Chobani. Oh, okay. Non-coincidentally, we are sponsored this week by Chobani. (laughs) Ooh. Chobani for big balls. For gonads. It's going to be a bunch of guys listening to this just like furiously reaching for yogurt and like, like, dunking their face in it. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get, trying to get those, those big balls. But researchers were not explicitly trying to find out if yogurt would cause mice balls to get bigger. They were trying to see like how it affected rates of cancer and rates of obesity. But uh, they did find out that more yogurt creates big, juicy mouse balls. Also, silky, shiny fur. So, uh, you know, guys, if you want silky hair and I guess big balls, you heard it here first. Eat a lot of yogurt. Eat a lot of yogurt and watch movies with your girlfriend. (laughs) 
that'll do it. You got to watch at least one Meg Ryan movie a week. Science says so. I mean, this has only been proven in mice, but there are some, guys, some preliminary studies that do show that eating yogurt may help with sperm quality in human men. This is like when I used to drink soy milk in middle school because I read that soy milk has estrogen that makes your boobs big. Make your big big titties. Yeah. (laughs) That's like why I'm still drinking soy milk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I think this was a really... This was a really romantic, sweet episode, I think. Sexy. I think... It makes us seem all very alluring. Yes. It's, it's like, you know, that's what you want in a podcast to leave the listeners with a wow, I, gosh, they sound very appealing to me. Yeah. And I never yeah. thought of that. I hope listeners out there are thinking, I thought I tried everything, but looks like I didn't. I'm going to try something else. I'm going to put my else. butt in her face and tickle her nose. <laughs> right, right. I have to say thank you, Katie, for all the work you do on True Romance. And if you want to listen to True Romance, it's on iHeartRadio, iHeartPodcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Katie, thank you for this science lesson, and I hope that when they make the reboot of Lord of the Rings that you wear your belt and go to the theater if we're allowed to go to theaters by then. And I hope someone's there. I hope Legolas is there, and he sees you. (laughs) Orlando Bloom in it. (laughs) Orlando Bloom is there. And he says, let's crack on, and then you guys go do the that belt is smashing in it <laughs> I hope um, Orlando Bloom is Austin Powers by the time you see the movie and he's like in it smashing more characters yeah more characters <laughs> I want I want there to be the rowing team of sperm I, I want the Winklevoss edition. twins of sperm to be in the next one <laughs> <Lord> of the wings <laughs> These are all ideas. These are all These ideas. These are all free ideas. Just Hollywood, are you listening? Hollywood. Yeah, I They're know definitely you are. Not, not to this podcast. Yeah, but uh, thank you. So- yeah, definitely check out True Romance. You guys will not believe what gets left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> Woo! <Woo-hoo. laughs> the uh, blooper reel. The incriminating blooper reel. evidence, let's just say. I have had to call the police numbers of times. A <laughs> yes. number of times. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a rating, a review, press all the stars. Even if your name is WeedGoku69, I still want to hear what you have to say more than anyone <laughs> thanks to the space cossacks for their super awesome song exalumina creature features a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts like the one you just heard visit the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or hey guess what wherever <laughs> you listen to your favorite shows wherever that might be through a shell on a beach whatever it is um, you can find us at Creature Feature Pod on Instagram, at Creature Feet Pod, that's F-E-A-T, not F-E-E-T, that is something very different, on Twitter. And as always, I am Katie Golden on Twitter, if you want to check out my Katie thoughts. And I am also at Pro Bird Rights, where I fight for the rights of birds to, you know, uh, rule over us with an iron wing. Iron wings, yes. See you next Wednesday. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. 
You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.